What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the comic book lair. I'm Kyle. I'm Ray. Happy New Year, buddy. Dude, happy New Year, my man. How's it feel? 2023, dude. Feels like it did yesterday, buddy. <laughs> I'm too old for that. Yeah, I know. Me too, man. Let me let me ask you. When was the last time you stayed up till midnight? I'm well. I guess that's a bad question. Ask <laughs> you're you, asking you, the wrong dude. Yeah, you're up all. You're up late all the time. But like, yeah. as far as like for for New Year's, like when's the last time you like you know did the whole countdown? The benefit of living on the West Coast is that you get to watch the East Coast ball drop at East Coast time. So it's, yeah, you know, done. Then you go to bed. <laughs> for some of us, we just go right to bed. Dude, I don't think I can even remember the last time I stayed up till midnight on New Year's Eve. Probably, oh, on New Year's Eve, I can remember the last time you did was probably when we were recording the Noctera episode. (laughs) That was like 2 a.m., bro. That was a rough night for me. (laughs) That was crazy. Well, hey, man, did you have a good Christmas with your fam? Yeah, dude. Christmas was great. Um, You know, just spending time with family and uh, relaxing was... Super nice, dude. I had a lot of days off. I still have some days off coming up and just enjoying them. Right on, dude. Uh, I want to give you a big shout out and a thanks for the uh, Christmas gift you sent me. Uh, Eric Henson, uh, Mikey cover, dude. So rad. I knew you would like that, dude. I've been eyeing that thing forever. I didn't even expect it at all. Like I I knew about the Duo Power Realm because you spoiled that one. And you're like, you got some other stuff in there. And I had no clue, dude. And uh, the Clementine trade, too. I'm stoked to get into that. So thanks, buddy. But that Mikey cover, man, that was like, I was riding that high for a good couple days. Yeah, dude. That's, um, I can't even remember what issue it is. It's like 132. I couldn't really check because I didn't want to mess up the cover. (laughs) Yeah, it, it, dude, it's so rad. Like, I almost got you the whole set, but I was like, yeah, Mikey is his his favorite dude. I'm going to get him this one. Yeah, man. My kids were stoked, too. He got yeah. you, Mikey? How does yeah. he know? <laughs> Dude, his, and Eric Hansen's art is just some of Top my favorite. Notch, man. So, but, thanks um, to you, buddy. No, yeah, no problem, dude. Um, let me ask you, do you, are you the type of guy, like, um, do you do, like, New Year's resolutions ever? I'm I'm the type of guy who likes to say, no, I don't ever do it. But then, like, secretly, I'm like, all right, it's the first <laughs> of the year. You had it like written down in your journal. <laughs> I'm gonna start taking this serious. Yeah, all right. I get why it's why it makes sense. So it is a new a new beginning. You it feels like a good opportunity to start something, but I mean historically they fail at such a high rate that yeah. it feels silly. But I wouldn't knock are... anybody for doing it or anything. Yeah, yeah, no, I I don't. I mean, I used to set goals and like, but nah, not anymore. I'm tired of letting myself down. <laughs> I've been letting myself down for 38 years. I ain't doing it again. <laughs> uh, no, it, but dude. you're right. Like a lot of the time, dude, you set such high, high, lofty goals uh, like that are just not achievable. Well, I know. And knowing me and you, our goals are always like really ridiculous, like <laughs> extreme levels. Like it yeah. can't be, you know, any wiggle room at all. I know. You then, just get so fired up and you're like, I can do it. And then you're like two yeah. days in, you're like, oh, I can't do this. I got to readjust. <laughs> and then I'm right back to where I was. Yeah. All right. I just figured I'd ask. Yeah, dude. Well, um, did you have a good week? Um, had a pretty good week. It was kind of busy for me. Um, I did have to work a couple days and uh, those days were busy and just long. We had terrible weather with rain come in and you know, dude, when it rains, literally. We were just talking about this. Yeah. Like it's not a joke in in my building. And, um, I was sweeping water out for days. It felt like. Dude, you got to get on the horn with somebody and be like, yo, you got to fix this. Unclog this gutter or whatever's going on that's flooding our building. It's unreal, man. But no, it was a good week, man. Um, had a bunch of like, um, since I had some time off, I scheduled like a bunch of stuff. Like I had to take my dog to the vet. Um, it's been like, a, uh, I think just over a year since he's been last. So it was like his normal checkup. And he's um, we're going out of town in a couple weeks. And so we got to board him. And so I just had to make sure all his shots were up to date and... That's always hilarious, oh, just yeah, like dragging yeah. my dog to the vet. And like, since I don't have a truck anymore, I was like putting him in the back of my wife's SUV. And like, he's like eight years old, big, thick chocolate lab. He's a little heavy. 
He's like 95 pounds, dude. Uh-huh. And um, he can barely jump up into the back of my wife's SUV, right? And so we take him to the vet. He gets out, and everything was good. And we go to load him back up, and it's in the parking lot. And it's raining, of course. Oh, and man. so I, my daughter was with me, and I opened the opened the back trunk of my wife's SUV, and I like back up, and I get this running start. So he'll run next to me, and then like jump into the car, and he's running. We're getting at full speed, and I'm I'm telling him, all right, jump, you know. Dude, he jumped like five feet too early. <laughs> no! Head first right into the bumper, bro. Oh, poor dude. Flops on the ground. My daughter's dying laughing. I'm trying to pick him up, dude. 95 pounds of wet, big, big dog, dude. It was terrible. Oh, my gosh, dude. So that was a fun adventure. Um Oh, I wish you would have been recording. Gosh, dude. It was hilarious. And like, he was just gross he like he's a lab so he sheds all the time he was all wet from being outside and like i'm like picking him up and then i was all gross and i was just you know had to clean my wife's car afterwards you had a day yeah so that was fun but um yeah we're getting ready to board him because we're coming uh we're actually coming down to your neck of the woods in a couple weeks we're gonna go to uh old disneyland heck yeah dude i haven't been in like two years i think right before the old covid went off yeah it's better now i mean then. We went kind of when things were still, you had to mask up. and Dude, so get this. The last time we were at Disneyland was the last day it was open before it closed down because of COVID. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> so we were there that whole weekend, and it was raining, and we were miserable because we weren't prepared. But there was no line, so that was cool. But literally, I remember going to the park, and um, we got some, I think it was a text or something, saying this is the last day Disneyland's open. We're closing down due to COVID. And we're like, what the heck is going on? And we had to like go buy rain boots or something. Like the stores were crazy. Like people buying water all over the place. And it was just, I just remember it being so crazy. Let's hope it doesn't happen again. No, This time you go, they're like, due to RSV in Southern California. Yeah, oh no, don't even jinx us. But the crazy thing is I keep looking at the weather report and it's like a ton of rain down there. So my wife's all nervous. Um, it'll be my son's that first week? time. Yeah. I mean, I know it's still mm. a little far, you know, a little ways out. So the, the weather is always can change. But um, I mean, I don't mind a little rain. It might reduce the crowds a little bit. But um, I'm pretty excited. It's my son's first time. So he should be, um, he's going to be, be stoked. stoked. And um, we haven't been there since they opened the new, what is it? The Avenger? Um, the Mar- yeah. Marvel the Land. Marvel I don't campus. even know what they call it. Marvel yeah. Land. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was stoked to go see that. Like the, I heard the Spider-Man thing is pretty cool. Um, I didn't get to do it. We weren't able. You have to like reserve. So yeah, be on yeah. the lookout for that. So my wife's good at research and all that. I just go. You just show up. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty stoked. Um, but it should be fun, man. But uh, yeah, how was your week? Dude, I've just been chilling at home. Uh, got some good family time for the holidays. And uh, got a lot of reading in, dude. So I'm stoked about that. And uh, I'm stoked to jump into our B.O. Dub, man. Dude, I don't think any... We didn't even tell anybody what we're doing for our first B.O. Dub of the uh, old new year. On last episode, we did not. So Yeah, we uh, we were dropped the ball a little bit. But I'm stoked on this one. You want to let everybody know what we're doing today? Yeah, we are going to be jumping into The Human Target uh, by Tom King and Greg Smallwood. And uh, I'm just stoked to do it, man. You want to give a little overview for everybody? Yeah, dude. Thanks. I'd love to. (laughs) Now, this is from uh, DC Comics. It's a black label book. And um, we're going to be going over the first six issues in volume one. And we are following uh, Christopher Chance. And so the human target is basically he is... um, He's hired by people that... um, have a hit on him or are going to get killed. So they hire him. He goes in disguise and he basically... Um, takes the hit. Yeah, he takes the hit, um, finds out who's, you know, trying to kill somebody or trying to take him out. And um, that's his job. And in this one, he has um, been hired to um, take a... Take a hit for a good old Lex Luthor. Yeah, for, he's got a, a very high-end client. With old Lex Luthor. So Lex is hiring him because, I mean, who doesn't want to kill Lex Luthor, I guess? I know. That's what I know. Yeah. So 
I think that's a pretty good setup here, and that leads me to my to my first question. So he's sitting there with Lex Luthor, and he's is he's all Lex. He looks like Lex Luthor right here in the beginning. Oh yeah, like at the first thing. Yeah, and so someone was paid to shoot Lex Luthor, and that somehow they found that guy. But then somebody else was also trying to poison Lex Luthor, and so Christopher, the human target, drank that and got poisoned. Yeah, so he it was in his coffee. And he knew immediately, he's like, dude, this coffee tastes like garbage. You know, he didn't know exactly what happened at the time, but he was like, there's something going on with my coffee, right? So then Lex Luthor's doing this big presentation, goes on stage. This dude shows up. He has like a bomb strapped to his chest and he's trying to kill Lex. Well, technically it's not Lex's on stage. It's yeah, the human target. But um, yeah. And so he spoils that. Takes the bullet. When he gets shot, he ends up throwing up his coffee drinks. It was so disgusting anyways. And that, I think, bought him a little extra time, right? So um, he ends up finding out um, that he was poisoned. And so now he he's back with Lex Luthor saying, hey, you know, like, you paid me to do this job. I stopped this guy. But now it's like someone else is trying to kill you. That we yeah, didn't yeah. know about, you know, it was kind of pulled a quick one. I didn't know about it. Um, you didn't see this one either. And now I'm poisoned and I have 12 days to live. Mm-hmm. And so now he's on this uh, mad dash to try to find out who tried to kill Lex Luthor. And instead now he's dying. Yeah. And so it comes like a big game of Clue, like who did it? And he's just building the case like one by one. Uh, and like talking to different people, right? Yeah. So he's going through, and each issue covers a different day of of how many days he has left. Yeah. So he has twelve days total. So the whole series has twelve issues, and so um, the first six is what we're going over now, and then I think the hardcover for the um, next six issues that uh, to finish it. I think it comes out in like the summertime, maybe June or July. Yeah, it's one of those. The J months. Yeah. Uh, so right up front, what'd you think of Greg Smallwood's art? Dude, I thought it was great. Um, I love how like he captures, especially how he captures uh Christopher Chance. What are we what are we gonna call him to this whole thing? We're just gonna call him the target, we're gonna call him Chance, Christopher. How do you wanna do this? Uh human target, I guess. The Mr. T. Yeah. And so, as you're reading through, like, this whole story, like, you have the dialogue with him and all the other characters, but then you have, like, his narration. And, like, when he's narrating it and you're reading through it, like, the facial expressions that Greg Smallwood does, like, I think are so on point. Like, they're Mm -hmm. perfect. Like, so he nails that, I think, for me. I think with all the characters, too, in general. Yeah. Like the all the facial expressions and just everything, um, coloring is is really cool. But um, I enjoyed it. What about you? I loved it, man. Uh, Smallwood's one of my favorites. Going all the way back to Lemire's Moon Knight run, he did that, and I loved it. And I love I love how this got this like specifically uh, specifically like on that very opening panel. If you go to that really quick, just how how. I don't know how to describe it right, but like he almost looks like a cutout, like taped onto a background. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? How he just kind of looks so different. Like, I don't know. I just dig it. It's got its own flavor, its own vibe. Uh, and I think it works really well for the human target, too. Like the story this is telling, especially with the color palette. And uh, it's, I don't know, it's got a real cool. James Bondy vibe to it. No, it does. Know. Yeah, it does for sure. Like a early James Bond vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Especially with the colors and some of the shapes and stuff that they use. I think it's pretty cool. Dude, one thing I really, really enjoyed, and I think it, he does it, and it's in every issue, is like you're reading through it, right? And he's he's trying to solve this mystery of who murdered him, and he's he he kind of finds out it, it has to be someone in the International Justice League that did it, right? Mm-hmm. Just because there was something in the coffee that he drank that um, uh, this guy that was helping him, uh, Doctor Midnight, finds out that it only comes from a certain area, 
And there's only certain people that have gone to that area, and it's only people in the International Justice League. And so he narrows it down to at least that group, right? So as he's going through each issue and and going through his investigation and going through um, and like almost, I guess not interrogating, but just like talking to these characters, like you think as you're reading it, you think it's going one way, but as you get towards the end, like there's a total big twist in almost every single one. And you're just like, wow, that's genius. Yeah. Seriously. Like, I love the detectiveness and how smart he is. I just loved it. What'd you think when he finally met up with uh <laughs> I'm sorry, I just saw a picture of Rocket Red. Sorry. <laughs> I just saw that it's too much. <laughs> I don't understand Rocket Red's get up at all. No, no, dude. Uh, what'd you think about just quickly, like this whole, this whole crew here, like I, I, I'll speak for me. I don't know anything about any of these characters. Yeah. Very I don't know little. who Ice is. I don't know who Fire is. I don't know who Blue Beetle is, Booster Gold. Uh, I guess I know a little bit about the guy in front there, Batman. That's about it. Green Lantern. Even him, I don't know much about. And then there's like different Green Lanterns. Like this one is Guy Gardner. Yeah. Who turns out, at least in this story, to be a real not awesome dude. Yeah, he's a weird character in this one. So what do you think? Were you like in it or did it kind of pull you out a little bit dealing with a bunch of these kind of like... And and I could be wrong here, but to me it seems like B-list characters. Like, what do you think reading it? You know, there was was only one issue that I was kind of uh, lost in. And I think we talked about this one on the phone. I can't remember what issue it is, but I didn't really get pulled out that much. I think it was written really yeah. well where it didn't really matter to me that I yeah. didn't know a ton about these characters. Yeah. And I thought the way that Tom King uh, did Blue Beetle, like his whole stuff was really well done. Even Booster Gold, like it all fit really well. Yeah. But I'm curious to know what you thought of, you know, the the first time we get to meet Ice. Kind of like you said, I don't know a ton about these characters, especially Ice. And so, like, to me, I I didn't get thrown off at all. I thought her character was really well done. She's kind of she's kind of mysterious herself, you know? Like, she's yeah. got a weird vibe going. You can't tell if she's being, like, genuine. And you can't tell if she's, like, hiding something. And That's, that's what I meant. That's what I was asking. Like, what do you think of her? Do you think she's... I don't know. She's, like, trying to go to bat because she thinks that the human target's going to pin this on fire, who's her good friend. And she's trying to say, look, my buddy would never do this. Yeah. So I'm going to help you find the real killer. And I'm already like red flags up there. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. So you kind of find out early on that um, there's some stuff that happened to Ice that potentially it could easily have been fire that had that wanted to kill Lex Luthor. Like easily yeah. all signs point to her as like the first main suspect, you know? And so she comes to to Christopher and is, is like comes to him first to try to get ahead of the curve, right? And try to protect her friend. And um, but yeah, she's um, I don't know. I I I, I can't read her that well because part of me wants to just be like, there's no way, like you have something going on here that um potentially you know who the you know the culprit mm-hmm. is but then i don't know she seems like she generally genuinely likes the dude and mm-hmm. so i don't know it's tough except i mean i thought her whole th- i what do you think of their relationship as it kind of grows here and he's fallen in love with her through it all i mean cuz it's only been 6 days and they're like head over heels for each other you know the dude's dying, though. He doesn't have time to, yeah, like, he, take it yeah, slow. Yeah, that, I guess that is very true. He doesn't have time to take it slow. And he even says that, you know, throughout this run, he's like, you know, what am I doing? I've only got days to live. So I thought that that, that interaction was cool and her, and she was cool. And I liked the... that. Uh, I mean, just because I didn't know anything about the character, but I thought it was kind of funny that, like, she would make the room cold and he would feel the the room temperature change when she was experiencing things. And... Yeah, uh, 
when they went swimming and she's like trying to make him an, an island out of ice and he yeah. like he's like nah I'm tough but then he starts <laughs> coughing again yeah no I did like I, I did like their um character development their relationship development throughout the run um I I don't know like I just want to ask you straight up before we talk about more like do you have any idea of who you think it is so far like like do you have an idea of like man maybe I think it's this person or I wouldn't go ahead. Or do you think it could be someone we haven't even been introduced to yet? You know, like, because there's still a whole. Yeah. I would say of the crew right now, the one I'd be least surprised if they did it would be Blue Beetle, dude. Like, that dude just wouldn't stop talking. He wouldn't stop, like, I don't know. Everything he said made sense, but I was like, you seem like a guy who did this. Yeah. I thought that too, because, like, it almost like, he he was talking too much. Yeah. And, and, and to me, like he was he was trying too hard to like cover all his tracks, you know, like I know, yeah. He, he, you know, he would say, like, oh, you think I did this because of this and this, but I, you would expect that. So that's why I'm telling you this. And I'm just like, I don't know if I buy this guy, but I don't know. I thought that whole issue was The human funny. target seemed to buy it, though. No, big I time. I mean, because he kept saying, like, uh, he's just a good dude, you know. So yeah. he bought it. Yeah, he did buy it. And um, I thought that issue, though, was hilarious. Like, he goes to meet up with this dude, and he's like... <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, he's just like this uber-rich dude, and then all of a sudden, he's just like... He, he gets a call, and he's like, these random, like, crimes are popping up across the United States and he's just like, all right, let me get in the beetle bug and I'll head on down there. And then it's like one after the another after another. And that's when he realizes too, like how powerful ice is. Like she's helping him, you know, fight these things. And he's just sitting back watching. And, um, he, that, that's another like interesting fact about ice that you don't know, like she's capable of so much more, you know, and he sees Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, I, I want to say it's her, you know, but I think that's too obvious. You think maybe and, Ice? Yeah, but then it's like maybe too obvious, so it can't be her, you know? I don't know. I feel like Dwight had a rule about this. It was something like, it's not the person you most suspect or the person you least suspect, it's the person you most medium suspect. <laughs> that's why he, do you remember this? <laughs> that's why he went with Phyllis or whatever. <laughs> I do vaguely remember that, dude. I love Dwight. Oh, man. Yeah, so... I couldn't... Well, really quick. So, his his buddy, he rents a place from Luigi, who's his buddy, who he yeah. did a job for one time. Yeah. And then Well, I love Luigi. I think he's a rad character. Me too. He kind of reminds so, me of, like, Alfred. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, to get Guy Gardner kind of off their back, because the human target's a master disguise, he ends up putting Luigi in a and another green lantern disguise. Yeah, somebody, yeah, I can't remember the exact uh dude he puts him in uh under disguise, but he like uses his, you know, human target like skills. And uh, I, I guess we'll give a little backstory. So Green Lantern, Guy Gardner, used to um be a, a couple or with ice, right? They had a big, yeah. deep relationship, and he is still madly in love with her, but she doesn't want anything to do with him, like love lifestyle, like that. Like she's kind of moved on. And she, he sees her falling for um, the human target. And so he's popping up left and right because he doesn't like this. And um, he can destroy the human target so easy because, you know, and um, they're getting a couple fights. And, um, but yeah, what you're, what you were telling is, um, Luigi shows up and I thought that scene was so rad and I didn't expect that at all. That was another one of those twists, you know, that I just didn't see coming and I thought it was really, really well done. And then, um, it's funny because he takes off his mask and it's Luigi and he's like, what do you want me to do with the ring? And he's like, I don't care. Yeah. That surprised me big time. Yeah, so I loved how he did that in every single issue. There was something like, I thought it was going one way and then something happened and it went a completely different direction and I thought it was really, really well done. Another time that there was like a something going on that was like a big misdirection that I had no clue what was going on, dude, to be honest with you. Like, 
I was so confused in uh, issue four, I believe. Is that the one where he was talking about how he can let people into his mind? Or is that... um, It's issue five, I think. Is that five? Yeah, I think it's issue five. Did issue five make sense to you when you first read it? Issue five was one of those ones where, like, you you read a couple pages, or at least for me, this is how it went. Like, I would read a couple pages, and I was I'd get like three pages in, and I was like, "Man, I'm lost right now. Let me go back. Did I did I accidentally skip a page, or did I misread something?" And so I'd go back, and I would start again, and because um, it, it's showing like present time. It's showing like a flashback of when he was a kid with his dad. And then like characters start changing here and there. I know all of a sudden he's laying in bed with ice and then all of a sudden it's fire and Martian Manhunter. Yeah. And so there's a lot of like, finally I was just like, you know what? I think I just have to power through until you, you know, and see what's going on. I'm sure it'll get explained as as the issue goes on. And finally yeah. towards the end of the issue, you it gets all put together and you realize that he's like, inside this dude's head while he's at the dinner table with him. And then it all makes sense. But as I was reading through it, I was a little confused throughout. But then once you get to the end, you're just like, the light bulb goes off and you're like, oh, it makes perfect sense. And then like, I went back and reread it again because I understood it better. And, um, but I I was kind of lost the first time I read it. Me too. I wish he wasn't so hard on his dad. I know, yeah. I kind of felt bad at that part for for his dad, for sure. Like, I mean... Like, what are you going to do in that situation? It takes a rare individual to be at the end of a gun, just like, okay. Yeah, you know. Like, most people are begging for their lives, man. (laughs) I don't know. So, what exactly did you think he saw? So, so he also gets into the mind of ice when they're laying in bed. And that's when he gets to see the stuff that Fire was up to with Marsha Manhunter. And then it kind of ends with him saying, like, you know, after he saw all this stuff, he wakes up and he tells her, like, you know what? After all, I am going to look into fire. And then she gets mad and like, it's over. It's done. I don't want anything to do with you. No. So he's at the dinner table and he's in the mind of Martian Manhunter the whole time. And so that's when he sees that um, fire had an affair with Martian Manhunter. Oh. Man, see I'm st- I would that whole thing just So the so the the end panel here is really where they were the whole issue. Yeah, sitting at the dinner table. And because remember when he's trying to learn how to like get into people's minds, he asks that lady like the, the question like, thing. like how long does it take? Like how long do you need? And she's like as as quick as you pass in the salt, you can do it, you know? And so that's what they're doing at the dinner table. And like, if you look at this panel right here, it looks like Christopher Chance, but that's really Martian Manhunter. And he's in his head right now, living this moment with fire. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this is when he finds out that like fire had an affair and Martian Manhunter, he he finds out is the guy who was um, backing Booster's bagel shop. That's like where he got money. So that's why he was going to talk to this guy. Yeah. And, so, and, the, and the reason they were doing that is because they found out that whatever poisoned the human target had some sort of weird thing with its particles with, that came from water that they used in the bagels or yep, something. Yep. Yep. So Booster's running this like... It's hilarious. I thought that part was hilarious. Like he's so this funny. big superhero and he's like starting up this little bagel shop and he was so stoked on it. Like it was the raddest thing ever. And he had like these little like one-liners to go with his bagels and his schmear. Oh, yeah. And um, he had a silent partner that he didn't want to talk about because he was trying to get, remember he was trying to get a loan from another character for all this money to start this bagel thing. And he was like, no, I'm not doing it. But then... Um, his silent partner got the exact money that needed for for this. So that's why he was looking into um, uh, Manhunter. And so that's how this whole start, whole thing started at the dinner table. And he was able to enter his mind, see all these past experiences. Yeah. And that's when he got with uh, Fire. And he was like, dude, something's going on with Fire because she had an affair with him. And um, it kind of ties them together now, you know? So... 
now I would think your three main suspects, you know, would be Booster, Manhunter, because if he is the silent partner, and then um, Fire. And I, I mean, that's how I read it. I could be totally wrong, but I think that's what's going on. I like it. But you could kind of rule out Booster. I don't think he's, he doesn't seem like intelligent enough to, to me. He just seems like he's so stoked on his bagel shop that I don't think, you know. So the other two, though. Like, I, I know, know that it's a little bit unfortunate that I didn't fully grasp it all, but what a cool issue, though, at the end, like figuring, figuring all that out. Cause if you look at the beginning, yeah, they're chilling there. And then you figure it all out. By the end, they're in the same scene. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, you you finish up with that issue. And now he kind of flips the switch back on ice. And he's like, I got to I gotta go check out your friend. And she flips. She like... She... Woo. So, that's what kind of leads me to maybe Fire and Ice are kind of in on it. You know? Because they were such good friends before all the craziness happened with them. You know, but I feel like she's had so many opportunities to just kill the human target. Yeah, that is like get him off, get him off, get him off her back. Like, why not just kill a guy? But part of me also thinks like she knows he only has 12 days to live. So is she just like, if she killed him, then, you know, like that would look bad. So maybe she's just trying to like get through the 12 days and distract him enough so he'll just die anyways and she doesn't have to kill him. You know what I mean? Then Green Lantern shows back up and they have like the ultimate battle. I thought that was pretty rad. What'd you think of him taking Green Lantern out though? Like a dude with no superpowers. I mean, he does get help from ice. Like, what'd you think? Thank God. Get Guy Gardner out of here. <laughs> I did think it was that. rad because one of their first interactions, like Guy Gardner like knew everything he was doing. Like he tried to shoot him and he like blocks it and he tries to punch him and, and it was no big deal. And and this time it kind of the same thing. He like shoots him to distract him and it works. And then as he's distracted, Ice like freezes him because she's so fired up. And then this is probably one of my favorite pages where he punches mm-hmm. him and he just shatters. Yeah, dude. I love that panel. And then him and I are in love again, like right after. <laughs> just shattered a dude's skull into thousands of pieces. Uh, but we love each other. But I don't know how this is going to play out because this kind of ends, the, you know, this first six issues, right? And now that he technically murdered... Guy Gardner, like, is she going to use that as, like, leverage with other stuff as we move forward? Well, it seems like she's more nervous about it than he is because she's, like, the one that keeps being, like, do you think they're going to know he was here? Like, oh, yeah, because he, he, yeah, like, he says they don't track him anymore. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know what's going to happen um, happen with that, but it's super interesting because, I mean, we can kind of... If I'm jumping too far, let me know. But, the you know, the very end of the book, he goes to his office. And who's sitting there in his office? Fire. Fire. So now she's, like, seeking him out. So I don't know, man. It was it was a fun read. It was definitely something that I didn't expect, I guess. And um, But I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I liked all the detective stuff. I liked all the twists and turns that you didn't see coming. Wow. Um, it, it was it was enjoyable. Besides issue five, uh, that got kind of confusing to me. Like once I power through that, like it, it was it was good overall for me. Yeah, me too, dude. I agree with everything you say. And just to tack on uh, the artwork, I thought was stellar. I loved it all. So, what a cool vibe! What a cool thing! Um, yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like. Have you ever watched like Knives Out, or did you see the the Glass Onion at all? No, I haven't watched those yet. Uh, just this dude who's rolling around trying to solve, you know, crazy mystery. I like yeah. that stuff. Yeah, and the cool thing about this, like, after I finished, it wasn't like, oh, I really don't care what happens next. Like, oh, you know no what I mean? Way. Like, I was like, dude, yeah. I can't wait to read the next six issues. Like, I, I want to know. Like, I got to know now. Who who was it? Like, who else does he get to, you know? Because there's a ton of other characters that he's going to get involved with and so i can't wait to see that i can't wait to see what plays out with fire 
and like um, what's going to happen with, you know, if anything's going to come back with him and what they did to Guy Gardner. Like there's all kinds of stuff that could go down. And um, I don't know if I'm going to try to pick up the issues or if I'm just going to wait till summertime and get the hardcover again. Because um, this the hardcover is super rad. Yeah, and, I love um, that wraparound cover. Yeah, it's so neat. So I'll probably wait and pick it up. I'll probably wait too. Yeah, and that way I can just take it in as a whole and uh, finish the story. So, yeah, for me, it, w- it was great. Right on, man. What are you gonna? Where are you coming down on a one through five? I'm gonna probably give it a solid four. Yeah, just for all those things that I said. Um, I I, I really really enjoyed it. it. It was a good read, and it was a, for me. It was a good one to start the year off, man. You know me. I love detective stuff, anyways. And so this was um, this was a good one to start our first uh, BOW of the year off on. I agree, man. I'd give it a four as well. So that'd be an eight or yeah. a four. You know, however you, we're going to do it in the new year. We're, all, <laughs> we're still deciding. Four out of five for the CBL. That's great, man. I love that. I'd say pick it up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And this one too, I mean, we kind of mentioned it too. Like you don't need to know much about any of these characters. I think you'll be able to read it. Like just... It's a um, definitely for for new reader friendly and um, yeah, check this one out. Let us know what you think. Heck yeah, buddy! Did you get any other reading in this week, dude? Probably. Um, I, I would probably say this is one of your favorite reads of the week um, as far as single issues go. But um, I finally oh. read a vicious circle from Boom, oh. and it's like this big oversized issue. It's huge. And um, let me just say one thing real quick. Lee, how do you say his last name? Bermejo? Yeah. Probably some of the most incredible art I've ever seen in a comic book. Through and through, like every page. And, and so, um, I, I'll, I, it's kind of a, since it's such a new read, I won't really spoil much, but the story is yeah. about this dude. He's like a he's like a trained assassin from the future. He's like time traveling. You don't really know why yet. And he's following this other guy around that he's kind of had um, under control, I'll just say, or, or locked down. Um, he escapes, and now they're jumping through different time periods. And every time they jump to a new time period, the art changes. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. Every single period is different art. And I just want to know... Like, it had to take a crazy amount of time to do this first issue. Like, I can't imagine how much time was spent. Because when you first open it up, it's almost like photorealism art. Yep. And it's fantastic. And I can't imagine how long each panel took to do. And then when he, like, blur, when he blends them, like, on panels like this. Yeah. Or it's like the photo. Like, it is... It's incredible to me. I like still just looking at, especially the first like five or six pages, and like you see like reflection in like glasses and like I don't know. I can't explain how good it is. You, like you have to just pick it up to see for yourself. I think. Yeah, and I like those the photorealism that that's definitely like mind blowing. Some of the details that he works in there. And, uh. I agree with you that it must have taken forever, but I just don't want to take away from, like when I flipped it and I saw, you know, the future scenes, I was blown away by the color work and the landscape and the shading. And Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just like, dude, this is some of the best art I've seen in a comic book in a very long time. Yeah, every every single different time period is is awesome. Like the, the time period they first jumped to, yeah. like wherever they're in the future. So gnarly. I love the dude he's chasing his uh, mask there. Oh, yeah. I thought he he was rad. And as you're reading through it, you know, he even mentions, like, you don't know which one's the villain and which one's the hero. And yeah. so the, the story, too, is real intriguing, you know, because you just get a glimpse of kind of what they're, what they're doing and how they can jump in different um, time periods. And so really interesting take on, on time travel and... Um, but Dude, I when love they jump, when they jump to the Civil War and it's like a Civil War painting, yeah, it, it's so crazy, so cool. And um, the 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 writer Matson Tomlin, th- they both did a great job. I read somewhere that they've been working on this for a really really long time. I think I can it was imagine. on 
I think it was on Lee's uh, Instagram, maybe. He had a post and um, they've been working on this for, it seemed like years. And so um, I wasn't going to pick this one up originally until I seen it just popping up left and right. And then you and Ross were talking about it. And I was like, all right, I got to get this one. And um, dude, I was glad I did. It was great. It was wild, dude. I give it a 10. Yeah, I give it. Yeah, for sure. And it's only three issues you said, right? Don't take, you know, <laughs> take that for what it is. That's what I heard. I could be wrong. Because I will say it is 10 bucks a book. Yeah, it is. But not, it's, it's not worth cheap. it. I would say that. Like, if you're hesitant, um, I would say pick it up. Um, at least issue one so far, it's been worth it for sure. I mean, it seems like it's going to be great. And then as far as other stuff, I did finally get into, um, my kids actually picked me up some Christmas gifts from the comic shop, which I thought was really cool. They went in there themselves and like picked out some books that um, they thought I would like. And so they got me the first two issues of uh, TMNT uh, Saturday Morning Adventures. Heck yeah. And um, I was super stoked because they got me like if I, I almost picked them up a while ago when I was there with my son, but I didn't. But they got me the Eastman cover of issue one, which would have been one I would have grabbed. And so I was able to finally read issue one. I haven't read issue two yet, but dude, just like you said, man, they're just fun. Like, just fun, dude. It was a cool morning read to just, like, you kind of laugh. It just brings you back to childhood. And like, I was reading it and my son was like sitting right on my lap, like looking at all the the art and uh, his favorite turtles. And my wife was sitting right there. And I was like, I'm going to, this one is be one like I'll give to him, you know, like, when he starts reading, like he'll, he'll love it, you know? So yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. I just read three t- today and today, yesterday, one of these days, and it's all about Casey Jones. So I was stoked to see Casey show up. I love Casey Jones. Yeah. He kind of loses his mind in this issue a little bit and has to be brought, brought back to earth a little, but it was super fun, man. And, uh, there's a, I've sh- I think I sent you a picture of this, but the, the Casey Jones bad signal was Dude, cracking me. Yeah, up. that's so cool. Did you know what's funny is um, my son like knows the the turtles live in New York, right? And um, so it'll be hilarious. Like we'll be doing something, or we'll be just like playing in the backyard. And my son always like every time he like pretends he's fighting a bad guy, he's always like fighting a, a yeti. I don't know where he got it from, but he's like. Dad, you want to help me fight a Yeti? <laughs> and, and then, like, I'll, I'll be like, how about we fight, like, you know, I'll, I'll say a, a villain from, uh, like, I'll say Shredder or the Foot Clan. He's like, no, Dad, those they all live in New York City. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, sorry, dude. <laughs> so we can never fight, like, bad guys uh, from, from the TMNT world because they live in New York City and we don't. That's hilarious. Dude, it's so funny. Did another little funny one-liner in issue three here. Leonardo's all, um, keep your eyes peeled, uh, gang. My turtle senses are tingling. And Raph's like, <laughs> Raph's like, don't say that too loud, Leonardo. I'm pretty sure our, it's trademarked. So there's just little fun nuggets like that thrown in there. Yeah, I like how they uh, give uh, Leonardo a hard time in all issue one because he keeps saying, like, every time he goes into action, he's like, Cowabunga, you know? And they're like, dude, <laughs> yeah. come on, man. <laughs> right on, buddy. But yeah, so I'm looking forward. I'll have to read issue two and um, pick up issue three because, yeah, they're just fun. And I think my son will join once he gets to that age where he can read. And um, But yeah, they'll be they'll be fun to give to him. But I think that's about it for me as far as, like, I picked up a bunch of stuff, but I haven't um, jumped into any of it yet. I picked up uh, Once Upon a Time at the End of the World, issue two. I can't wait to read that, man. Yeah, that'll be, uh, I'll be going through that one. And um, so looking forward to reading that because issue one was so good. Well, how about I do a quick little speed round and catch you up on everything you got through this week. I did get to read... uh, one of my favorite ongoings, man. I got to read the Boogeyman, Boogeyman. Four. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be the only time I mention it. And uh, dude, I think this might have been the best issue yet. Really? I just love it, man. Like Father Death is just—I don't know—he's getting beat up for this kid, and uh, he still doesn't know why he's really doing it. He's like, just, is there a relationship, like? 
gone past the point of like, hey, I'm just protecting this kid? And like, have they like, are they like buddies now? Or is, is Not it just- really, because the kid still doesn't really trust him. Because in this issue, to protect the kid, he had to kill some of the bad dudes chasing him. Mm. And the kids saw it. And so the kid's like, you said you weren't a monster, but I saw what you did. And uh, hmm. I don't know, dude. I love it, but ah, it's so good. I just wish you were reading it with me. I might have to pick it up when it comes out in a trade or something. It's really, really well done, man. Everything about it's fantastic, dude. But one bad thing does happen in this issue. Our doggy friend bites the dust. Uh-oh. That's not good for you. It wasn't my favorite. But it continues to be awesome, dude. Drew, uh, One of the interesting things, too, is that... Does he call him Boogeyman? No. Okay. No. Because I was going to say, that's got to throw you off. <laughs> it, it doesn't... And I, the word hasn't come up in a while now. Okay. Um, but see, like here, he's like giving him a hard time. And Father Death says, it's true. I probably was worse than the other worse than the others but that was a long time ago and so he's gone through all this change and doesn't you know anyway it's super good I got to read I Hate Fairyland number two super rad she's getting thrown on a goose chase by some rich weirdo who may or may not be lying to her to save her son trying to send her back into fairyland and when she gets into fairyland she gets sent to this place I can't remember it's kind of like hell and she's got to work her way through it and her her guide was like, uh, yeah, it should only take a day or two and then we'll be through. And at the very last panel, they're still there. And it says a few years later. And so they've had, they haven't gotten out of that little thing yet. And uh, it's pretty crazy. And just the artwork's fun. It's super, super funny. And Gert is super cool. And I can't wait to continue reading that. Uh, it's been really good. I got to read Hard Eyes number four. And uh, it turns out that Lupe is sort of the master of the monsters, like not a monster. It seems like she's controlling them somehow. And we got one issue left, so I can't wait to figure out how exactly she's the master of the monsters or what exactly that means. But she just got picked up by somebody who's trying to help save her. And uh, it still continues to be rad, dude. I love it. I got to read 007 number four. I loved it, but after reading The Human Target this week, it just didn't really nail for me. Yeah, yeah. So it was all right. And I got to catch up on 10,000 Black Feathers. I read 10,000 Black Feathers 3 and 4. And How is that? And it continues to just just be all right for me. Uh, The last one did get a little bit more interesting where it seems like our main character may or may not be a little shady and we're trying to figure it, it out. Does it tie in at all with the one reread together? The um... Well, not really. But in the last one, she does go into a tunnel. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I was waiting. So I don't know if there's that's be a, a connection. I don't think it's going to be a tie-in. The way they kept saying is it's like a shared world. So there's some sort of nugget at the center that's shared by all these things, but they don't necessarily need to connect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. And I also got to read Vanish 4. Uh, how, oh, that's been really fun, dude. Yeah, how is it? Was, did, wasn't 3 like a little different? I, th- I thought you mentioned 3 was just... Yeah, I wasn't loving 3, but this one kind of picked back up and our main dude, uh, man, he's getting a little power hungry and he's taking dudes out. And um, I think something's going on with him that we're going to figure out here in the next couple issues that we aren't expecting, so... We'll see, but it's been fun, and the artwork's great. Like I said, Stegman, so... Is that one ongoing? Yeah, I don't know how long it'll be, but it's, uh, you know, it's got some time to it. And then I got to keep reading through Haro County, so I read the fourth trade. Oh, nice. You're jamming through them. Dude, top-notch, man. She's like, so she lives in Harrow County and she loves the people there. Even though some of the people were, are not real people. They were created by Hester Beck, who was a witch that was burned at the stake. Yeah, yeah, I remember you who telling now me now she may or may not be. And so what happens through this one is that she ends up meeting this family who is like these other really like uh, dark magical figures who um, they're saying she's part of their family now. So they've come to take her home, train her how to use all her powers and abilities. But in order to do that, they're going to take out Haro County. And, uh, dude, 
she's not having it. She's like, no way, no how am I going to let you guys do this? And it just uh, comes to a head. She ends up winning the day. Uh, and I think she's way more powerful than we expected. Or there's something going on with the fact that she has a sister uh, that I'm not entirely sure how that plays out with yet. But I just loved it, man. Nuts. Wild. The artwork is still Tyler Crook, man. I mean, come yeah, on. You know, yeah. we both love him. So uh, been loving it still. And that that arc was a lot of fun. He's just doing the art in that, right? Yeah. Colin Bunn writes it. Oh, okay. Colin, Colin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin. So that was my week, man. And then I got to read a lot of, uh, uh, I think it's like Pikey or something like that. He does like the dog and the underwear cart comic books for kids. Yeah. What is that called? Captain Underpants. Yeah. No. yeah is that what that is? Uh, maybe it's something like that. I can't remember. I see but that he did one. He did one about some cat or something that me and my daughter have been reading through and it's been fun so yeah my um at, at my local shop they have a wall of like young readers um and i see that kind of stuff all the time and i i always try to get my son to like get into some of that stuff and like he'll pick up a book every now and then but then as soon as he sees the lego figures he's like nah i want a lego figure and or now yeah. he's into funko pops and so he's always trying to get me to buy him funko pops and i'm like dude you don't need any more funko pops bro like <laughs> You yeah, get mad if because, any- you know, they don't move around. You can't move their arms. You get mad that their swords and their weapons don't come out. Like, you don't need a Funko Pop. Like, you got plenty of other action figures. So, I've been trying to get them more geared towards getting a book or something. So, yeah, right on, man. But all in all, pretty good week, man. Dude, that I look is forward a good week. to diving into more of this. So, more of my stack, I mean. Let me ask you. Last week, um, we talked about um, you getting through that gigantic stack you had. You're almost at the end of your time off. How are we looking? How are we looking? <laughs> not good? You're not going to do it? I'm not going to probably do it, man. Hold on. So I read read 10. Oh, you're not going to do it. That's like maybe a third. I have 17 that are must be read for CBO. No way, dude. You ain't going to do it. I might be able to get through all of them except for the Walking Dead stack. That's never going to Oh, yeah. You're never going to get through those. You gave, you were pumping me up last week. Now this week, the you're tearing me down. The Walking Dead stack is like a stack in itself. Like besides know, the Walking yeah. Dead, like I think you'll be able to get through the other ones. It's hard because I have been one to dive into some of the like Harrow County, which isn't in the stack. And uh, Right, right. I just added something else on the DC Unlimited app that looked really cool. Oh, you know, I added, I heard really good things. Remember Batman White Knight? Mm-hmm. How much we liked that? I loved it. Curse of the White Knight? So I added Curse of the White Knight because mm-hmm. I heard that was really good. I want to read through it. I have um, a few it, single issues of that So that I was able to find. Might dig through that next week a little too. I haven't started it. You know what I almost bought um, this week when I was there? Because, I, dude, I bought a ton of trades recently. Like you, you bought a lot, man. Um, but I'm I almost bought... You know how we were reading through Snyder's run and we read Court of Owls, City of Owls. Well, I almost bought the third volume uh, today, but I ended up getting some other stuff. Yeah, I read through the third volume of that. It's good, man. Yeah. So, anyways, good week, man. Uh, Good way to start off the new year. Yeah, man. Is there anything coming out next week that you're looking forward to? Yeah. I would probably say the biggest thing I'm looking forward to next week and... um, I'm kind of nervous to not even... I don't even know if we should mention anything from Aftershock. Those are always just huge asterisks next to. Yeah. I think this that it might be real this time because I had, I did hear that they were postponing until the next year. So I think that there might be a big drop of Aftershock. Here. Well, that would be cool because it could be like um, Calculated Man 4. We've been waiting for that forever. Um, I'll have to even re-catch up on that. Like, I can't even remember where we left off with Jack Beans. I know. I know he uh, was something in some- wrong with... Go ahead. I, I think he was in some trouble with the detective. Like, they found out he was the one um, taking out these mobsters. So, I think that's where we left off. Yeah. But um, I think the book I'm looking forward to most, and we, um, we've we talked about this a while, because it's from uh, the dude who did uh, Farmhand, uh, Rob oh, Guillory. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Mosley. So, you know, for sci-fi fans of... Uh, 
Dude, it looks um, so good. God Country. Yeah, it looks super rad. And so um, that drops uh, next week. Uh, the artist, I think, is Sam Lotfi. Might be getting that wrong. But um, yeah, I can't wait for this one. There's a bunch of cool variant covers as well. And uh, it's just this dude carrying a big hammer around, dude. It looks fun. Dude, sign me up. I'm stoked. I can't wait. Yeah, Did I tell you that I I ended up getting all the um, volumes of the trade for Farmhand? Did you? Yeah, so they're all on my shelf now. We got to read through those. Not digitally? Like hard copies? I got them. I got the actual. I, I love the first one so much. And I was just like, I'm pulling the trigger. I was looking these. for volume two the other day when I was at one of the shops that had this huge Christmas sale, holiday sale. And they only had, uh, they didn't, it like had volume one. They didn't have volume two. And they had like volume three and four, I think, or something like that. But yeah. they didn't have um, volume two. But um, yeah, I want to get back into that world because I like volume one a lot. Dude, so much fun. But that's another boom, another boom book. Boom Studios has a bunch of Mosley's doing Boom's doing Mosley. Yeah. Oh so Boom cool. has a bunch of cool stuff out right now. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Hey, did you did you mention Kaya 4 dropping? I did not. I only mentioned Mosley so far. So take it on, take it over. What are you looking forward to next week? Uh Kaya 4. Still water 17. The 06 protocol, if it does in fact drop three and four, yeah, might drop same yeah, both issues of that. Um, astronaut down again, another aftershock. But I mean, hey, this could be a big aftershock week if we're lucky. And then one I know that you're excited about is Gotham City Year One number four coming out. Yeah, super stoked on that. So there's some some good ones coming out next week. But dude, Boom has a lot of cool stuff out right now, man. Like you're just stoked out of vicious yeah. circle. You're like, boom, yes. it, baby. And once upon a time at the, you know, yeah, end of that's the world. Right. And they hopefully this Mosley one. Yeah. So there's a lot that I'm looking forward to um, this this year, man. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Did you mention the Middle West complete set coming out next week? No, too? I didn't. Yeah. The whole, I think it's a, I don't know. It's in a tray uh, or excuse me. It's, it's a pa- paperback. It's a paperback version of it. Yeah. Uh, but a complete, you know, Little compendium, yeah, three trades, yeah, that'll be cool. If you never read it, hop into it. Yeah, that'll be easy. Good way, way to, to get hop it into it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if any of those sound interesting to you, make sure you check out coffeeandacomic.com for all those and anything else you're looking forward to picking up. Frank's a rad dude. Make sure you enter our coupon code at checkout, Comic Book Lair, in all caps, to save yourself fifteen percent. And uh, follow him over on Instagram, too, at Coffee and a Comic. He's always doing previews for what's coming out that week, live sales and all that cool stuff. And uh, make sure you told him we said hi and that we sent you along. Yeah, I think he just had a big sale um, for uh, Paul Dano's Riddler. I think he Yeah, he's got a bunch of number ones on sale for, for cheap. Yeah, so if for you're a looking discounted for that, price. Yeah, so if you want to get on that, that's now's a good time to to head over there and pick those up for sure if you still got that going on. Heck yeah, buddy. But uh, what do we got going on next week? Dude, besides figuring out if you're going to finish getting through uh, that staff of yours, <laughs> no, we're just, <laughs> just going to be hanging in the lair. It'll be um, nice to um, talk about some books and, and catch up on some of these trades I'm hopefully going to get into and uh, a couple other singles that came out this next couple weeks. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Heck yeah, buddy. Well, how can people uh, follow along and keep up with everything we got going on here at CBL. Yeah, definitely subscribe to our show uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you and um, it would help us out big time. Uh, head over to our Instagram at the comic book lair. Uh, that's where you can see everything we got going on, what we're reading, uh, what we're getting into. And then um, you can head over to our Discord channel. Um, we'd love to meet you over there and um, just talk everything comics and what you're reading. Uh, we love getting suggestions on, on, on new reads and um we just love to meet you in general. Heck yeah, man. Anyways, keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds. Like the sound of the Comic Book Layer podcast? 
Our audio production is provided by Rosecat Audio. Check out Rosecat Audio at rosecataudio.com. R-O-S-E-K-A-T audio.com.